You're listening to the Ohio Conference Cast, where we explore topics related to the workings of Ohio Conference. Here are your hosts, Bill Seymour and Thomas Dunn. Welcome, everybody, to Ohio Conference Cast. This is Bill Seymour. And Thomas Dunn, and we are in the bowels of some building here at Bluffton University late on a Thursday night. Bluffton University has bowels? We're in the bowels. We are. Sarah, there's a TV Sarah, in what, the bowels, uh, in case what, you're curious. I was asking Sarah a question. Yeah, I know, but I wanted to say that there's there's a TV in the bowels. So Sarah is in the room, and she knows where the bowels are because she's a graduate of this university. So Sarah. Sarah, Sarah who? I was going to ask her to introduce herself. Sarah, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sarah Geyser, and I work for Mennonite Central Committee out of the Great Lakes region with an office in Kittern, Ohio, based at MCC Connections. And I do church relations and material resource coordinating for MCC. Thomas here has asked me what I know about Bluffton. I am a Bluffton grad. So we are actually in Marbeck Center, which is the commons hangout for all the college students here. Thomas is also a Bluffton grad, and so he knew that. Bluffton Beavers Unite. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a Bluffton dad. Does that count? What about you? Um, I'm Rob Esch. I'm the pastor of the Valley View Mennonite Church, which is located in uh, northwest Pennsylvania. I'm on the very, very eastern fringe of Ohio Conference. I think we're probably the easternmost congregation of, of the Ohio Conference congregations. It right in the Snowbelt region, so I drove through some fun stuff on my way to Bluffton this morning. So, Rob, are you Lucas Johnson's pastor? Yes, I am. Lucas, All right. Lucas is, in fact, he's a delegate, and he will be here tomorrow. Oh, sweet. Lucas, have a safe drive, although yeah. you'll be here already by the time you get this podcast. Yes. <laughs> So Rob and Sarah and Bill and I are all here at the missional conference right before ACA at Bluffton University, and we just listened to Megan Good for about an hour and a half. That's Dr. Megan Good, newly minted Dr. Megan Good. Dr. Megan Good, PhD, Reverend. No, Doctor of Ministry. Doctor of Ministry. Yeah, Doctor of Ministry. D-Men. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill was paying attention and has a, a test? I have a test. So Rob and Sarah... There may be a prize at the end of this. If you can answer this question correctly, you may be able to get to play with Jane's Legos. Jane is Jamie and Kelly Kelly Rye's little daughter who came in to remind us we're we're in a nursery that the Legos here are hers. And so you may get to play with her Legos if you can answer this question question correctly. We have a question. I want to talk for a few more minutes first. Okay, so here's the question. Megan, in the first session today said three things that are important about evangelism or that evangelism is. Can you name them? I I could if I had my notes here. (laughs) Yeah. Can you name them off the top of your head? Okay. One of them, because I am looking at my notes, um, the road to hell is hell. Wasn't that one of the points? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, it was was a point. I don't know if it was one of the big three points. I I thought thought it was pretty big. I put the number three next to it. Yeah. Okay. So the road to hell is hell. So that's... That's the third point. Okay, what's I think the first so. I think the third point? Was kind of uh, in, you know sort of fleshing that out a bit that we have options. Mm-hmm. Uh, that evangelism is about giving people, letting people know that they they, they have options. Right, and that's part the, of that same yes, point. Yes, right? it is. It yeah, is. That's that, part of the yeah. third point. Okay. So unpacking right. that a little bit for our listeners that didn't hear Megan, it understood her to say she's trying to unpack a little bit of like the overemphasis on eternity when it comes to evangelism. Right, and focusing a bit more on the here and now. Does that right. Sound right, as a both and, not as an either or. Mm-hmm. I, is that is what mm-hmm. I heard anyway. Yeah, and yeah. that, 
that there are people living out hell here and they have options and that's part of the role of evangelism is is giving them that well that's one thing go on with your notes please (laughs) Uh (laughs) they're not making that much sense i have something about every human being and then i have something circled next to it that jesus is worth is worth knowing for his own sake i'm not sure if they're connected yeah they are connected rob do you remember yeah that uh, that evangelism is sharing with people that which we really love. If yeah. we really love something or someone, we want others to love that also. A powerful point that she made in that is we are all evangelists, right? Uh, to that to that extent that that which we love, we want others to love as well. Hmm. Those are two of the points. What about the other point? I think number two is what mm-hmm. we're looking for. Everybody's an evangelist is the first one. The third one was the road to hell is hell. The second one was, mm. aren't our podcast listeners excited about this? Quiz, oh well, I Thomas? didn't want to. I, do, I don't like playing with Legos anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer. I have it in my notes somewhere, but that's in a computer. Norm, do you remember the answer? Yeah, you don't buy a stock that's tanky. Mm. that's right that's right all right that um when we see people making decisions when we see those that we that we really care about making decisions that part of evangelism is advising them not to not to invest in something that's failing right Mm. and that's going to ultimately be reduced to ashes exactly yeah so she was quoting colossians uh, i think colossians that there will be a walking through fire. Uh, no, it wasn't Colossians. It was first the Corinthians. Anna, it was First, first Corinthians, Corinthians three. It was the it was yes. the Menno Simons verse. Yes. There's nothing you know except except that is which is built no foundation other than uh, Jesus Christ. And so sh- right. So Rob, uh, finish that story. That story that everything that we do, everything that we build, no matter what value um, we build with, everything that we do will be tested by fire. And some of that is going to be standing on the other side of the fire, uh, that which is founded in Jesus, and that which is at the, you know, at the core of what we build is Jesus. That will be standing. Uh, other things that we do that's based on culture, that's based on you know, the things that we desire or that we want, you know, that may end up dust and ashes. Hmm. It's significant that Paul says, but we will be standing saved as of by fire, but... She didn't really say that. I just tossed that in there. There you go, Rob, with the sermon. Thanks, Pastor (laughs) Man. Well, she did say something along those lines about people making it through, but not necessarily their life work. I mean, I couldn't quite Mm -hmm. track all of that. I think she mentioned uh, that they'll be naked when they go through because everything they've built will be reduced to ashes. Yeah, Yeah, which was an interesting metaphor. Okay, so I think think we've all done very well with some assist from Norm, which might not have made it to the (laughs) tape because he didn't have a microphone, and I didn't get it to his face fast enough. So, Sarah, mm-hmm. what are one or two things that you're going to go to bed thinking about tonight that Megan said? Um, I think one of the one. Okay, there's a couple of things that are turning like are rolling around in my head. Um, one of them is relationships, how important they are to evangelism, and because you can't do anything if you don't have a relationship with someone, you have to be able to willing to cross that cultural gap that she talked about and go to the other side and kind of 
build that relationship and be willing to get in there and get messy and kind of be there. So that relationship part, I think, is key to me. But I think one of the other interesting things is with my role as church relations, I'm I'm going to different churches to speak and share. So kind of coming into a church as a visitor and kind of looking at different churches' spaces and how things are done and kind of not critiquing them, but kind of critiquing them to kind of mm-hmm. be like, are, is their church set up in a way that is inviting to a stranger? If I have never been to their church before, will I know where to find the bathroom or will I, will I understand what they're talking about during whatever time? And so kind of maybe using part of my role as church relations to kind of give some maybe feedback to churches about that yeah. or kind of seeing how, you know, as that visitor, but also maybe knowing those pastors outside of that setting can help churches kind of think about that. Yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah. Cool. Rob, what about you? The primary takeaway for me came out of her first session, and it was something that she said along the lines that the good things that we do, if they don't point to something even greater, then they're just good things. If the good in our life isn't pointing toward something greater than we are and our good acts, and I immediately thought of Isaiah, you know, where it says, you know, all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags, because I think I tend personally to be someone who has thought a lot over the years about the good things that I've done. I'm a burned out social worker. I spent 30 years, you know, in children's ministry or children's clinical uh, with children and family, uh, former foster parent, all of those kind of things. But I look back and I wonder how much of the good that I've tried to do did I do with the intention that that will point to something greater, Hmm. you know, and to someone greater. And I think as a congregation, we're kind of oriented that way, too. We're involved in a lot of service, just incredible amount of service kind of things for a congregation our size. Do we do that? Do we enter into that with the attitude that we intend this to point people to something greater, to point people to Jesus? Yeah, and she was very clear that that something greater is Jesus and that Jesus is the one that heals and reconciles and brings about fundamental change. Does anybody remember? She's an analogy about a Band-Aid and bullets. Yeah, she was talking about the fact that a lot of what we do is like uh, handing out bandages during the, the middle of a raging war. And it serves a good purpose. You know, it, it patches up the wounds, um, at least temporarily so. But we do nothing to stop the bullets from flying. Somehow our evangelism has to be the kind of message that goes out there and impacts people in such a way that we stop the bullets from flying. In addition to giving the band-aids. In addition to giving them the band-aids. All right. Sounds like a good synopsis to me. Yeah. Sarah, any final words? No, I think we covered most of it. Thank you, Rob and Sarah, for joining us here this evening. Like All of us are ready to hit the hay and get ready for another long day of, of, of listening, but it's exciting. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ohio Conference Cast. We would like to hear from you. You can email us at ohioconferencecast at gmail.com with any topics or questions you would like us to explore. 